Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? Happy Bank Holiday Sunday. I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are and whoever you're there with. Listen, thank you so much to everybody for the support over the last few weeks. It has uh, meant the world to me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who's been following me on Instagram, at Megan Mark. And most importantly, of absolute priority on the list of thank yous, thank you so much to everybody who subscribed to the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan for as little as four euro a month. That's like one euro an episode. You will be uh, helping keep the show on the proverbial road and you'll be keeping me alive. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing to patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. It's only down to you that this show is ad free and still alive today. So thank you so much. Now let's get into it. Tight people, okay? Tight, fisted, miserable people. Let this be a message to all of the tight people listening to this today. If you have been sent this podcast, and if you are not a regular listener to the show, maybe you are tight, and perhaps you're not getting away with it anymore. Or maybe just a friend of yours is tight because you see, usually there's at least one person in every WhatsApp group that then gets talked about in separate splinter conversations away from the WhatsApp group about how tight they are. Because you see, tight people are sort of like small willies. Everybody in the planet will encounter at least one throughout the course of their lives. And if it's not you yourself, it's probably somebody you know. Maybe a friend from work you saw changing after the relay race at the summer barbecue. How's it going, Charlie? Now, before we even get into the specific examples of what Thai people do, can we mention one thing? Because this is what really gets me. So just a little message to Thai people. We know what you're doing. Yeah? We see what you were up to. It's extremely obvious. You haven't gotten away with it. We all know. Most of us are just too distracted with our own lives to mention it publicly. There is nothing discreet about what you've been doing. It hasn't flown under the radar. The world is aware of your misery and greed. Because you see, I think a large amount of Thai people seem to believe that what they do is effortless and subtle, as if we're all oblivious to it. It's about as subtle as a man wearing sunglasses on the beach to hide the fact that he's checking out women in their bikinis. Ah no, sure, these are like Polaroids, so uh, nobody can see where my eyes are looking, you know? Yes, but your face and body is contorted in such an unnatural way that it's totally obvious what you're doing. That book that you're pretending to read is upside down. You've also got a tiny erection and we can hear you panting. How's it going, Charlie? Thai people are the same people, right, who, if you ever get this, they skip you in a queue, but they do it in the way wherein they pretend to be confused and not really understand where the queue begins or ends, so they just slide in. Sorry, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, the queue starts here. Yeah, just get back here now, Grandad. We know what you're doing. You are not being subtle, Thai people. You can't just slide in and act like you don't know the truth. Much like, much like when a guy slides into a girl's DMs and tells himself that the man in all of her pictures might just be a work colleague or perhaps a family member. Yeah, man, so I ended up sliding into Sarah O'Toole's DMs. Um, why is your voice shaking? And really? You know she has a boyfriend. 
He like he's he's in practically every single one of her pictures. Oh, oh yeah, I just thought that was uh, her brother. Really? Man, they, they they went to Paris three weeks ago and there's a picture of him holding her like a fireman in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, I just thought they got on well. Will you stop? Will you stop? If you wanted to actually get this girl's attention, just do what the rest of us do and immediately like about 28 of her old photos in quick succession and hope that this triggers off such an insane sexual urge of what might be that she will immediately run from the loving arms of Peter, her current partner, and get in touch with you. There's nothing subtle about this type, people. The fake surprise. The fake surprise when they get called out is what really annoys me. You know, if you're sitting in a pub and you have to go like, oh, hey, man, it's your round. Even if, even the fact that you have to tell people is so embarrassing. But Sorry, man, it's, it's your round there. My round? Yeah, yeah, it's your round. Yeah, there's, there's four of us here and we've all... Four of us? Why are you just repeating everything I say? It's like when guys used to do it in school. Did you ever get that? The naughty boys in school. Like, he's literally been just caught prit-sticking a nerd's foreskin to the desk. And then when he gets caught, he looks at the teacher and he says, Me? You've, this isn't home improvement. You've super glued a geek's glasses to the ass of his pants. And now you're trying to get the whole school to start calling him arse eyes. We know what you're doing. This isn't exactly Darren Brown levels of mind trickery, you know. There's no majestic sleight of hand or persuasive leading language going on. We know what you're doing. The levels of deception are akin to that of, like, my mother. When she leaves the house keys under the plant pot instead of the doormat, taps the side of her head and thinks, yep, that's it now. That is the greatest deterrent to home intruders since owning a Doberman, having an electric fence or sleeping with a luger beneath your pillow. This is madness, mother. Everybody knows to check the plant pot. Everybody knows to check behind the wheel of the car. Everybody knows that the fake fucking rock inexplicably positioned right beside the doormat is where you hide the key. If somebody wants to get into your house, right, if somebody really wants to get into your house, what they should do is this. Put a high-vis jacket on. Yeah? Say they're here from ESB. Use a massive torch to bludgeon you and knock you out with like they do in the movies. Bring your body upstairs into the bathroom, derobe you. Run the shower, eat a banana, leave the skin on the ground beside the shower, then place your body beside it so people think it was an accident and that you slipped coming out of the shower and onto a banana skin. Fair enough. The paramedics might think that the house belongs to Mr. Bean, but at least then you'll be left alone to pilfer in peace. And you can go downstairs and rob your Nintendo DS or the go and buy your crystal meth and whatever. I'm not robbing people's houses. Another thing that really annoys me, if you're on holidays with somebody, do you ever get this? You're on holidays with somebody and then you find yourself paying for certain things, okay? But then they pay for something else afterwards. So as the holiday goes on, there's sort of like a silent agreement between the two of you that if you get this one, they'll get the next one, you know? And that's just sort of a back and forth and that works. Then all of a sudden you're standing in the non-priority Ryanair fucking queue after a week of bad food, worse music on a recently created Croatian island, only to be told that you're about to get a Revolut request for the banana boat that they paid for on Tuesday. But the problem is, you've not been keeping tabs. You've forgotten all of the spending. You haven't been making a financial list. So whenever you say to them, 
oh, I just thought we were fairly even considering like I paid for lots of things too. And then they start demanding you to tell them what you paid for. So you're on the back foot and you start panicking because you can't remember. You're tired. You're thirsty. You just want to go home. It's financial gaslighting. And you get flustered because they've made you feel now like you're making things up and that you're the one trying to get out of paying for something. So you pay them for the banana boat. And then all of a sudden, six weeks later, you're getting on the bus and you just remember those henna tattoos. I knew I paid for those henna tattoos, but it's too late. They've gotten what they wanted. The holiday is over. So even now, if you were to retrospectively mention that you actually paid for those Specsavers tattoos on your bums in honour of that nerd from school, arse goggles or whatever we used to call him, and thus we should be even, he'd make it out like you were the tight one. Bastards. Tight-fisted, miserable, greedy bastards. I always wonder with, with tight people, you know, it's it's amazing the efforts that they will go to uh, to hold on to their own ca- oh, their own cash. Like it must be such an exhausting endeavor. It must be such a tiring way of living to just be constantly fucking calculating and thinking how you can get one over on your friends. Like I mean, we've discussed on the on Instagram at Megan Mark. We discussed the uh, you know the the taxi one is really common wherein. You're on the way to a destination, shall it be a nightclub or a pub or something. And they say to you when you're getting out of the taxi, oh, listen, you just, you pay for the taxi, I'll get the first ones in there. Well, hold on a second here. No, because someone's going to have to get the first ones in there anyway. And then who's going to get the second one? So I pay 20 euro for this taxi now. We go into the bar, you get the first drink, then I just get the second drink. So there's, it's, it's a scam. It's a complete scam. But these people, they go to any lengths to get it. I remember one year, very recently, right? I have to be careful to not divulge too many details so I don't actually dox the individual in question. But we were going out basically for the classic lads from school WhatsApp group Christmas dinner, right? You know the ones. But the person who would call the restaurant to book the meal tried to opt out of paying for the dinner on the grounds that he had arranged it. I was like, it's it's not your birthday. And he goes, well, you know, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't have gotten the table here. You know, I was the one that made the call. Uh, I was the one that sort of sorted the Christmas dinner, you know. Firstly, we're sitting in a BYOB Indian restaurant on the outskirts of town. Paying 43 euro for a watered down chicken tikka isn't exactly a festive fucking miracle. And secondly, I'd have performed phone sex with the staff of Cannes Balti House if it meant that I wasn't going to have to pay the 90 euro for this whole dinner. Like, it would certainly make the fighting over who ordered the garlic naan a lot less stressful. This is insane. Where do people get off? Imagine bringing your friends to an Indian restaurant for Christmas dinner just to try and fleece them and get the whole meal for free. That is extremely bad korma. You can't. The same guy... The same guy, by the way, 
asked the person who had him in secret Santa to send him an extra 12 euro on Revolut because the present that he had been given didn't add up to the 20 euro figure that we had agreed on. Like... Secret Santa, by the way, is a complete waste of time and money anyway. Like the whole, oh, hiya, Greg. Listen, I know, mate, I haven't spoken to you since the night of our debs and uh, things obviously got very hot and heavy between us. Uh, Sorry, I mean, hiya, Greg. I know I haven't seen you uh, since we crushed a few nerds' skulls in secondary school and sold sunglasses onto the back of Anal Vision's trousers that time, but uh, here's a Gavin and Stacey box set and a packet of willy straws. It's nonsense. Have you ever actually thought about the obsession that jocks seem to have with BYOB places? It's quite something to behold. It's weird, they're obsessed with them. It's like it's like a 12-year-old me getting brought into Victoria's Secret for the first time. Do you ever remember there was always like a sweet spot between the ages of 12 and, you know, 23, wherein you could still get away with going onto the lingerie sections with your mum and nobody would bat an eyelid. These days it's all... Sorry, Mark, we don't have anything in your cup size, and uh, please don't make us call the guards again. Jocks love BYOB places. They're obsessed with them, like. It's it's really strange. Think about it, like. Yeah, really looking forward to the dinner now, you know. It's, uh, it's BYOB, so uh, pretty sure you know what that means. I know what that means. D- do you know what it means? Basically just means all better off, like. Uh, no, no, uh, you know, uh, just absolutely anything goes, like. No, you're wrong. Like, you do realise that BYOB simply means you can bring your own alcohol. It does not mean or act as licence for you to openly do narcotics and start throwing samosas at the neighbouring table of jocks on their Christmas party. Look at those fucking tools. Out for Christmas dinner in their Jack and Jones jeans and the River Island shirts. Exactly like us. Bastards. We should probably fight them. And then work with them in a few years. And marry their siblings. And they can marry our siblings. And we can all become close friends and join the same golf club and give our kids jobs. But for now, we should bash the fucking biscuits. Like, the person who arranges the dinner shouldn't get a discount. You you, You don't get awarded for doing something very straightforward. There is no prize for basic manners in friendship, okay? It's like... Have you ever gotten this? It's like when somebody has done something really terrible, but they tell you. And they think that because they're telling you that, like, you should almost be proud of them for being so honest and immediately overlook whatever slight they have committed against you. Do you ever get that? Like, yeah, look, I just wanted to tell you directly because I do respect you, Mark. And uh, I'd hate for you to think any less of me. So basically, I was sleeping with your girlfriend for two nights in a row at Electric Picnic. And then I texted her for months on end until eventually we got caught going back to hers in a taxi on Thursday night. And essentially given an ultimatum by one of your friends to come clean. So I just wanted to get it out in the open and clear the air with you. Um, I hope we can move forward now and you won't really look at me any differently. No. No, 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 no. You don't just get to decide what somebody's reaction is to information. We we seem to exist these days as a generation of fiends. And because we've been force-fed minion memes, we now believe that we can believe in any way we want, but just as long as we, inverted commas, own our own bullshit, we are somehow absolved from all sin. And if somebody takes exception to our many moments of madness, that's simply their problem. And at the end of the day, we're only human, you know? It's bananas. And finally, by the way, do you know what the worst excuse for people being tight is? I'm just bad with money. No, not fair. No, don't believe that. Ah, look, you know me, I'm I'm just bad with money, you know. 
No, no, no. People that say that they're bad with money are the worst because they're only bad with money by spending it on themselves. It's never like, ah, sorry, lads, listen, I've been down the bloody soup kitchen again. Yeah, yeah, 600 cans of Campbell's later. <laughs> you know yourself. Yeah, no, I've spent every last penny I had on the hungry and vulnerable. Yeah, I know, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, no, I won't be able to go out this weekend. No, it's never that. You went into Brown Thomas on the first weekend after payday and bought yourself a big bag of shopping. Then you went out that night to Cafe on Seine and bought yourself a big bag of, you know... People that say that they're bad with money are only bad with money by overspending on themselves. Sorry, lads, I'd, I'd love to be going out this weekend, but I'm just after signing over the house to Trocra and I sponsored 16 goats in Sudan. You're a spoofer. They'll lose something of yours and replace it with something of less value. You know those people? Man, I appreciate the fleshlight, but you've murdered my wife. Okay, that's obviously an extreme example, but you know what I mean. They ruin a lovely shirt of yours on a night out, and then they replace it with two black bin bags stapled together. Okay, maybe that's a bad example, but you know what I mean. You pay for dinner for one night, and then they'll buy you a packet of crisps and a Lucasade and consider yourselves even. Bastards. Tight-fisted, miserable bastards. But I got some excellent suggestions from you guys whenever we were doing the Tide People Roast on Instagram at Megan Mark. Um, I think the greatest one was when somebody pointed out the people who, when if you're sharing a taxi home, they refuse to drop you to your front door. They make you get out at the end of your road or at the end of your estate. I mean, it's an extra fucking 25 cent. Drop me to my door. You're not in some sort of mad rush. It's it's honestly, it's criminal. The amount of just tight people out there. It, they just, they're doing it to their friends. That's the weirdest thing. It's they, they hurt the ones they love the most, you know? So let me leave you with this, okay? The great litmus test in life to see if somebody is tight or not, ask them for something inconsequential like a chewing gum. And if there is even a split second of hesitation in their reaction, immediately disown them and abandon any idea of having a friendship with them. They can't be trusted. Somebody that possessive over a fleeting, transient and temporary item like chewing gum is clearly operating on a different wavelength to the rest of humanity and should be avoided at all costs. You know those people, you go, sorry, can I get a chewing gum there, please? And they like look at the pack to see how much they left. They have left to weigh up as to whether or not they're willing to part with one to give to a friend. Bananas. They'd also be the type of people who are so fixated on the prices of things in group settings. And again, it's not because they can't afford it. It's just that they need to know there. It's an obsession. They're extremely keen to find out what everybody else is ordering and not just because they actually give a fuck about what you're eating. They're purely obsessed with the money element. They analyse the price points of every single thing with such stringent scrutiny that it takes any joy out of the experience entirely. And then they do the classic. Watch out for this one. French toast. So that's only a couple of slices of bread. We can do that at home. 
that only cost them about 50p to make, like. Firstly, Ireland converted back to the euro banknote and coin in 2002. So get with the times, grandad. Now, secondly, the whole restaurant experience isn't just a case of paying somebody for the raw materials. You don't go into Levi's and say, 60 quid for jeans. Sure, I could just buy a big old bit of blue fabric myself and wrap them around my legs in public and that'd be just as good. You're paying for the experience in a restaurant, the service, the quality of preparation. 16 euro for pasta. Sure, I could just go up to the hotel room and put some penne in the kettle like we usually do and you'd be just, you'd be just as stuffed. Well, firstly, if you're going to fancy restaurants that have spaghetti bolognese on the menu in the first place, you're a complete biscuit. These people, like, they also do that thing where... They read a menu and they raise their eyebrows and they go, I've seen it all now. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, I've seen it all now. Four euro for a scone. I've seen it all now. Look at that. Two easy for a croissant. I've seen it all now. It's the price of a croissant. If you're complaining about the cost of a buttery, flaky French little pastry, if that, if that to you means you've seen it all, you certainly haven't lived. Have you been on Live Leak? Have you been on Live League and looked at those videos they have? Have you ever made the mistake of searching for not another teen movie on LimeWire when you were 14 and the results been so shocking that you actually had to go in and confess to your parents about what's come up because you're almost certain the police are going to knock on the door any minute and dad's going to have to go back to jail? Did that ever happen to anybody else? LimeWire was a terrifyingly unregulated place. But if this is you seeing it all, and you feel like you'll no longer be surprised by anything the world has to offer. I mean, good God. Another thing they do, the dramatic, do you ever get if they owe you money, okay? Firstly, if you owe them money, they're on to you like a rash. They won't let, like they constantly uh, on to you phone calls, text messages, asking for updates. But then if, if you, if they owe you money, you don't hear from them. And after about a week, you're like, hey man, sorry, is there any chance I could get that 50 quid just because you said you sent it last week? Oh yeah, yeah, no, like I definitely sent it, but um, let me know if it hasn't hit your account by the end of the day and I'll send it again. Well, you shouldn't need to send it again if you've already sent it, should you? Why would you be willing to pay an extra 50 euro to me on top of the 50 euro you've already sent? It doesn't make any sense. You're lying. We know you're lying. If I send somebody money and it doesn't arrive into their account, I, I just tell them to wait. Exercise a bit of patience. What's the rush? You shouldn't need to be getting taxis anyway. To the hospital. The bus will bring you right outside, Vincent's. And if you show them that your waters are broken, they won't make you pay. Usually pregnant people ride for free. On the bus, that is. I don't know if they charge for... No. Okay. Good luck.